Awesome. All right. Let's get rocking and rolling. We have a good percentage. We're about 35% of the way there of people. Everybody's team starts to roll in a little bit late. I'll do another introduction a little bit uh, later on. Let's keep moving forward. So here's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about the death blow to every marketing campaign, and I mean every marketing campaign, and that's a key differential. I'm going to pick on one of them today. But what I want to make sure that you recognize is this is not just for the one I'm picking on. This is for all marketing campaigns um, and, and how to eliminate it from yours. Uh, the single system that, can, uh, that you can make, that, that one system change you can make that's going to allow you to compete in today's legal marketing environment. Um, if you don't know this, you're really, you're going to see by the math I'll show you, and, I, and you're never supposed to try math in a live presentation, but I'm going to do it. Anyway, um, you'll see that there's really um, a disadvantage by not doing it this way and trying to do it kind of the way everybody else says you should do it. Um, and then this is the how-to blueprint. So I'm going to actually show you the how-to blueprint step-by-step, um, -step and, and then uh, I'll show you how you can, you can just kind of mimic it. Um, and for those of you that are in Partners Club, I'll, I'll remind you that you, you kind of already own this by being in the program, but I'm going to run through it one more time. Because even Partners Club members, I'm watching you, in some, of, in some cases, not do this um, exact thing I'm teaching you to do, especially in all of your marketing. All right. Um, there's a reason why we do this. It's always the same. Uh, every single time, it never changes. I will never skip it. Um, the, uh, the reason why we're doing all of this is because ultimately everybody wants to be free. Um, this chart shows that where you are now as compared to where you'll be three years from now. Uh, it says that, you know, here's your today, here's your future, um, here's where chaos is, and here's where freedom is. So it's a chart that moves up. It gets better as we go up. And as we look at this, it starts to say, okay, if we don't do anything now, anything different between now and three years from now, our future will be about the same. So whatever you're feeling, struggling with right now, it will feel like this three years from now if you don't make a change. Um, this one change we're talking about today is a big one. Um, and that we want to help you move from chaos to freedom. And, and actually that there's a way to do this in less than three years. You can actually do it in, in about a year. We call it the phenomenon around here that you can start to achieve your freedom in, in about a year. Not, maybe not every single tick on the box. And here's what I mean by that. If you're in chaos, you're in debt, uh, you work seven days a week just to keep up, you've got no time, no money, and you've got no plan. You can't figure out why you don't make the money you feel you should. You can't get home in time for work, uh, from work for dinner, to take vacations. You know, while everybody else is vacationing this year, if you took one, uh, you are likely have your cell phone and your laptop tethered to your hip and you cannot break free. Uh, if you're in sanity, meaning you're doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, you're living month to month, you work uh, six days a week and you don't have any profit, the money you make is kind of the draw you take from your practice. Um, again, if you do nothing, you will get no change if we're looking at this. However, we can move towards a healthy practice, which means that we have the staff run the practice, uh, we work five days a week, uh, the staff can run it with or without you, um, you actually make profit. Um, but you can take your vacations, you can take your weekends, and you can live a very balanced life. And then if you get to freedom, um, you've got at least a half million dollars in liquid, and I don't mean like the value of your house, right? You got a half million dollars, liquid cash, and that's not enough to retire on, but that's like you're on the right path. Um, uh, and you, you work three days a week, 
uh, if you so choose. And if you work more as a lawyer, it's because you want to. Um, and, and you really, the, the company runs without you and you've got passive income, which means you make money whether you roll over or you roll out of bed. Um, uh, and, and I think that that's where we all want to get to. Um, I have achieved that myself. Um, I have been there more than once. I have been there and fallen from it uh, for multiple reasons in my entrepreneurship career. I, I think I figured out how not to fall from it again, but um, I can tell you that each time I fall from it, I find myself getting back there twice as fast. The most recent time I fell from it was last year when my business manager, manager resigned, um, as well as our event planner resigned. Um, I, I, and it was no, we didn't do anything wrong, but doesn't matter. They were gone and I had to figure it out. It took me six months to figure it out. And uh, within a year, I was fully and completely back to where I was, where I, I'm able to work from home uh, four days a week and primarily work on projects. And the business runs and grows without me. And that's what I want for you as well. So that's why we're doing this. Now, um, it always comes to the same question, which people say to me, you know, why should I listen to you? In this particular presentation, here's why. In this particular presentation, uh, Emily Smithley, I don't know if she's on the call. I can't see everybody, but if she is, hi, Emily. Um, we talked about this with Emily at one of the events last year, and she went home and implemented it, and she had a 500% increase um, just overnight from the same lead source. And um, I think she'll tell you that she's continuing to see similar type numbers consistently go from that. So we've got hundreds and hundreds of stories. If you don't know us, you can go to uh, therichardjames.com and watch all our testimonials, but that's not the point. The reason why you should listen to me today is because of this one thing I'm going to teach you. It works. Uh, it works, and I'm going to prove it to you in just a minute. So um, I need you to, though, momentarily put aside any disbelief and genuine distrust of all things too good to be true. Um, because this is one of those things is, is definitely too good to be true. I mean, you're going to go, yeah, no way. No way there's that much of a dramatic difference in what he's telling me between what uh, everybody else has been telling me to do. Trust me, everybody else, for the majority, tells you to go the other way of what I'm telling you to do today. For the most part, the advice I'm about to give you is not the advice you will receive from most of the uh, marketing salespeople in the world. Um, some are bright and some are smart and they will, teach, try, they will steer you in the right direction. But many are not because they don't think about this stuff the way I think about it. I wrote it on the board uh, behind me that marketing is 50% math, 30% systems, and only 20% new ideas. Um, it, it, marketing is not coming up with all these amazing, cool new ideas. It's about getting the arithmetic right. And so today we're going to be talking about the arithmetic and, and how to get it right. At the end, I will cover questions and answers. But for now, uh, I just go over to the chat and, and type in for me the answer to this question. Are you willing to momentarily put aside all disbelief? Just give me a yes if you're willing to put aside all disbelief. Yes, great. Okay, you're on my, you're, we're on the same page. So if you've been with me, you know what's coming, right? So counselor, raise your right hand. I'm not going to unmute everybody because it gets too crazy and everybody echoes over everybody. So here's what we're going to do. Raise your right hand and repeat after me. I'll just trust that you're doing this. You got to do it though, even if you look silly in your office. My business is not different from yours. 
My business is not different from yours. Yeah, I don't own a law firm. I've built a law firm with my own two hands, but I don't own a law firm, but I have a consulting firm and, and um, my business isn't different from yours. Everything I teach you to do, I do. Everything I teach you to do, I do. I saw Patrick raise his hand. That was pretty cool. I like that. Um, anyway, so I everything that whether whether you're a small town lawyer and a general practice or you're a city attorney with four million people at your disposal and you have you know a particular practice specialty, it doesn't matter. Everything I'm about to teach you will work for you. It, because it is a constant thread that runs through all practices, okay? And, and I always come back to this one overriding, overarching principle. This is my mantra. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing my wife, my East Coast Italian bride, is going to put this on my headstone, assuming she buries me and doesn't scatter me over, you know, uh, uh, at Pebble Beach. So I'm guessing this is going to be on my headstone because I, this is what I, my company lives and dies by this. I teach my members how to live and die by this. If you've been around me for any length of time, you know that this is my mantra, the perfect client life cycle. Um, it has no, it is not an original thought. Like don't, I'm not like, I'm not this super genius. I just looked at what everybody else was doing and I put it together, right? So I looked at what other people, how other people presented, and I said, oh, that makes sense. I can make this work for lawyers, too, when I, you know, a decade or more ago when I was starting to teach lawyers, how does this work in their practice? And that's how this was born. Today, inside the Perfect Client Lifecycle, we're focusing on lead generation. That's what we're going to focus today, lead generation. We're not going to talk about converting to appointments or um, increasing the show rate or, and we're talking about lead generation okay now we're gonna we're gonna talk about why the next the other levels of this are affected by it but but just know that that's where we're going to kind of sit today so how do we generate leads so let's just think about this from a thirty thousand foot view by the way i'll take about i'm, I'm probably gonna run about 60 minutes maybe a little less maybe a little bit more and then as i said I will answer questions. You see, we've got a whole bunch of new people on there. If, in case you're just arrived, um, we're, we're talking about uh, the system that's going to help you triple your lead count, and, and we're going to focus on lead generation inside the perfect client lifecycle. And so, um, how do you generate leads? Well, this is a smattering of the ways that we generate leads. Many people use many other forms to generate leads, but generally speaking, uh, we have pay-per-click, we have social paid advertising, which theoretically could be in the same category as pay-per-click, but I'm considering pay-per-click like Google. Um, and direct mail, uh, radio, television, print advertising of all sorts, whether it's magazines or newspapers or yellow pages, if, you, if it still works in your town. Um, live events, if you do wholesale or retail events where you, you do educational models or you do webinars like this. Um, or referrals. Now, what do they all have in common, right? So the question is like, what do they all have in common? And what they all have in common is they all have the same goal. When we generate a lead, we want to drive to an appointment, right? That's like the fundamental thing that we want to accomplish most of the time. Some of you sell directly over the phone. You don't want to drive to an appointment because as soon as they call in, you're trying to get them to retain your firm. And that's okay. 
know that you still drove to an appointment, except like the appointment happened right then and there, okay? Um, and so the question is, if I can help you generate more leads, you know, can I help you get more appointments? And the answer is yes. So if I get, if I get 100 leads now, and I, and I show you how to get 150 leads, and, and everything else stays the same, all of our other conversions stay the same, through the perfect client lifecycle, we will fundamentally generate more appointments, which is really what this game is all about. We wanna get people in front of us who are struggling with the need that they have so that we can introduce them to why our firm is the right firm for them so that they can make the correct choice and choose our firm to help to hire us, to, pardon me, to, for, they will hire us for us to help them ease their pain. That, that's it, in a nutshell. That's the goal. We want to get, as they say in my world, butts in seats, right? That's it. That's the goal in, in marketing in a local brick and mortar business. Okay. So the next question is, how do we do that, right? How do we do that? How do we go about accomplishing this goal of increasing the leads? Well, let's look at pay-per-click. So we could have looked at a lot of these different scenarios but I'm gonna choose pay-per-click because it's the one that I can paint the clearest picture monetarily for you, all right, based on the math, because it's, it's very measurable. If you use pay-per-click, you know that you measure things like impressions versus clicks versus leads, right? We're fundamentally looking at conversions all the way through, and there's a dollar amount associated with all of that. Um, when we look at referrals, it's not quite as simple to measure that, and it's not as easy to measure it in different markets for TV or radio because the markets are different. Same with print advertising and even direct mail. So, we're gonna look at pay-per-click because it's gonna allow me to even the playing field monetarily in my presentation. Now, here's what I want you to understand. The thing that I'm gonna teach you right now, what I'm gonna to reveal to you that you may or may not know, I don't offer as a service. So I think it's really important you understand, like I don't sell this service to you. I teach you how to do this. You need to go find somebody to do it for you, okay? So the reason why I say that is I hope that carries some weight and that this isn't like a sales presentation for me to teach you how to do something that we do for you. That, that, that's not how my business works. I'm in the information business. I, I, I empower entrepreneurial minded attorneys to improve the conversions through the perfect client life cycle and build systems in their practice to achieve their ultimate freedom. One of those systems happens to be increasing your lead count one of the ways you increase your lead count is what I'm about to teach you. Now, though we're gonna look at pay-per-click, don't forget what I originally said. This rule is true in all of your advertising. So if we go back to the, what are the different types of advertising, and I list them all, what I'm about to teach you needs to happen in all of the advertising that you're doing. And that's why I do this every year, because some of the members that I've known for many, many years choose to selectively use this strategy in only certain parts of their advertising. This strategy needs to be used in every part of your advertising. 
okay? With an exception that I'll get into that causes a ton of controversy. So I'm prepared for the questions when they come in at the end. Okay, let's take a look at pay-per-click, okay? Pay-per-click. These are the most expensive keywords. WordStream did a thing. I did this last year, but it's, it's probably worse, not better. So um, you can go do your own research if you want. But this is what an average click for a lawyer. This is car accident lawyer, injury lawyer, workers' comp lawyer, lemon law attorneys. Arguably the most expensive pay-per-click, okay? Uh, $54.86. Now, ironically, we, I work with a lot of attorneys, uh, bankruptcy and criminal and family law and immigration, and oftentimes their pay-per-clicks are not as expensive. When I built the firm in Phoenix, uh, we were primarily a bankruptcy and tax resolution firm, and our pay-per-click was more like you know $17 almost a decade ago. Um, it's certainly higher than that now. I don't know that it's quite $54. I've also heard in some markets those keywords that I've listed here, like in LA and New York, those keywords can be like $150 to $180 a click for some of those keywords. So it can get worse. So this is a median, all right? $54 is like a median range. So it's a fair estimate of kind of where we are paying for click. Now, let me, if you, if you don't use pay-per-click, let me just tell you what I mean. So when you Google um, family law, a divorce attorney in Scranton, Pennsylvania, um, the, the, the ads that come up at top, that's, People paid to put their ads there. I don't want to assume everybody knows that. I know that's rudimentary information, but that's people paid to put their ads there. And it's a bidding system. So the more you're willing to pay, the higher you'll go on the ad rank. So your ad will show up number one if you're willing to pay the most. And so, you know, lawyers compete against each other and fundamentally drive that price up, which means every time somebody clicks on that ad, it just costs that lawyer $54.86. Now, when they click on that ad is what we are going to talk about next. Okay. So what happens after they click is really the most important, which by the way, that means if you're searching for somebody in Google or something in Google, whether it be Amazon or anybody else, if you click on one of the top ads, um, by the way, you're costing them money. So I, I'm conscious having, you know, using pay-per-click myself when I search for somebody just as a social etiquette kind of thing. I don't click on the ads when I'm searching for somebody. I go down to the organic where it's not an ad. So I don't, I don't get them. I don't charge them the income. I know some of you, I've heard stories. I don't, some of you, I don't know that some of you are doing this. I've heard stories of attorneys um, politely clicking on their competitors ads um, in other towns. I, I, I don't think that's right. Uh, it's, it sounds funny. Um, but you know what it, it, you wouldn't want it done to you. Don't do it to somebody else. Anyway, pay-per-click. Every time somebody sees your ad, clicks on your ad, you paid because they clicked. Not because anything else happened, just because they clicked, which now puts eyeballs on your site. Takes me to my second point, okay? WordStream did the same study and determined that of all the people that come to a website, the median average, okay, you can see on the bottom is, this is the share of all accounts, right? So this is how much, what percentage of the accounts, and then this is the actual conversion down the bottom, because this is a little deceiving the way this chart looks, but on the bottom is the conversion number, right? And so you can see that it, the median conversion is 2.35%. 
the top 25% are converting at 5.3%. The top 10% are converting at 11.45%. Let me just make this super simple. If 100 people come to your website, the definition of conversion is they picked up the phone and they called you. They filled out a chat, you know, the chat widget on the side that some of you have on your websites. Um, or they filled out a web form that said, email me for a free consultation or a free book or whatever, right? The average conversion on a website is 2.35%, okay? For lawyers, it's worse. In the legal field, the average conversion is 2%. The top conversion is 6.46%, which means in all of like the world of the internet, lawyers are some of the worst. E-commerce isn't far behind, uh, but just asking for an appointment, people landing on your site, converting over to them actually uh, getting to the next stage in the perfect client life cycle is less 2% on the low, 6% on the high, okay? Here's the thing, there's reasons for that. Some of the reasons is that the scoundrels, forgive me, that are out there selling marketing services aren't telling the truth. Um, and that really aggravates me, which is why I'm so hell-bent on doing this. Um, because it really, it's costing you a fortune. You're going to see that in a second. Some of the reason is because attorneys, unlike oftentimes B2B and finance industry, they weren't taught how to track the right way. And so they don't often have great tracking mechanisms on their websites. So the data they're getting is oftentimes skewed because you don't, they just don't, they don't track it very well. But still, it's, not good, it's not a great conversion. Here's what the conversion should look like, right? So if, if 100 people come to your website, in, in a median law firm, two people turn into a lead. That's the conversion, that's the math in law. It's 2.35% in the world on average. Here's what my conversion is. If 100 people come to my site, we get 38.83. Now, by the way, that's low. My last month was 49%. Okay, let me show you real quick. Let's see if I can do this without screwing it up. Let's see if I can do this without screwing it up. Can, can you tell me, can somebody just tell me, can you see the new page I just dragged over there? Huh. But thanks, Norman. By the way, uh, Team Redlines, you're a divorce attorney in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. That is kind of freaky. I'm from Scranton. I don't know if you know that, by the way. Um, so we, we can talk about that offline, um, which is why I picked Scranton. Um, anyway, sidebar. Okay. This is a website. Okay. This is my website. And you can see, uh, that there's some good things, bad things, doesn't matter, but this is a website. What makes it a website? Well, we can navigate to all sorts of different pages inside of the website and it will take in, take people away from this site. There's also choices and navigation and yeah, there's some good things, but at the end of the day, there's all sorts of ways. I think when I added it up, there was like 
19 or 20 different ways for people to leave this page. Okay? That's a website. That's what converts. And by the way, my website doesn't convert much better. It's better than the median. I think we're at about 9.5%, so we're okay. But that's not what converts at 38.83%. Here's what converts at 38.83%. This is a landing page. Let's talk about it, okay? So let's go back just so I make sure. Here is the landing page. What's different about the landing page? And I'm going to teach this to you step by step, so don't freak out, okay? I'm going to, I'm going to give you the blueprint. I promise. I told you I'd give you the blueprint, okay? Um, if they click on this, they stay on the page. They don't leave the page. They can't go somewhere else in my site, okay? All they can do is do what I want them to do. Now, let's talk about the math. The way that the rest of the world teaches you to do this, okay, looks like this. 100 clicks at $54.86 per click, is $5,486. If I get a 2% conversion on the clicks to my website, I spent $54 a click, I got two leads by definition. Or I spent $2,743 a lead. This is why when people tell me, I tried, not people, lawyers tell me, I tried pay-per-click and it didn't work. More often than not, this is what they meant. Usually they won't even get to 100 clicks because they'll usually put a budget of like $1,000. And at 50 bucks lead, they're going to get 20 clicks. And at 2%, they're going to get less than a half of a lead, which means they're not getting a lead, which means it doesn't work for them because they drive to a website. Okay? However, in my math, you get 100 clicks at $5,486 spend. I get a 38% conversion. I get 38 leads, or it costs me $144 a lead. Now, that's still a little pricey, but I can make it work. So the question is, and this is rhetorical. You don't have to answer this one. Which one do you want? Do you want the $2,743 a lead or the $144 a lead? Let me, let me restate. I do not sell services that help you do this, okay? I am teaching you this so that you are prepared out there in the world. Um, if you are in my world, you remember in my world, you have access to all of our vendors that do this, that I don't own their companies and so on and so forth. They pay to be sponsors. But outside of that, I don't do this for people. I'm teaching this to you because I think it's a sin that there are companies out there that charge you to do marketing with them that don't teach you to drive to a landing page. When you ask them or they help you design an ad, they have you put it to your website. Now, the most sophisticated of those companies is our pay-per-click companies, and many of them have learned that you should drive to a landing page. 
However, that doesn't mean that the print advertising companies that you work with, that doesn't mean that the direct mail that you're putting out there or the TV and radio ad companies that you work with, that doesn't mean they've taught you the right thing to do because they don't think about, especially they don't think about it this way. You see, this is not just relevant to pay-per-click. This is relevant to all of your marketing, which means if you're using, if you, if somebody sees your ad on TV and they go to your website, only 2% of them will convert. If they go to your landing page, 38% of them will convert. The math doesn't really change depending on the source. I'll tell you, it can get a little bit better in all regards, right? I've seen TV ads, print ads, yellow page ads, other sorts of marketing, direct mail ads, where they came to the site and the conversion landing page was north of you know 70%. And if they went to the website, they were bolstering closer to that 10% mark. But the difference was unbelievable. You not using a landing page is insanity in your marketing. It's just like taking money out back and burning it. If you want to triple your leads and you're not using a landing page in every one of your marketing advertising ventures, you are leaving leads on the table, period. All right, let me get back to the chat because I, I want to make sure I didn't have anybody have any questions here. Stanley Lewis has yet to die. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's funny. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if anybody should. Uh, there he is. <laughs> okay, good. We're good. Nobody has to reach out to Stanley's firm. Okay. Um, Boy, that's a first. You know, I, I, my wife would tell you that I can absolutely put you to sleep. So I, I do apologize uh, if that has happened. All right, so let's keep going. So we're going to talk about now, all right, now that the number one death blow to your market, I promise you I would teach you, is choice coming back, right? Coming back in my landing page. Now, we have found putting a phone number on top actually hurts conversion. I've done the testing, okay? And we'll test back again. And we're going to talk about that. In your world, I absolutely need to see a phone number. But for me, I've got chat and I've got a form fill. They can fill out a form. They can chat with us, all right? That's it. These other choices aren't choices. They make them feel like choices, but they're not really choices. Here, we've got one, well, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, which takes to another whole another link. Eight, then go here, 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 nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Then go to 20, and then one of them is a duplicate. So then go to 23 different choices inside of this page. Here, two. Why do we convert better on landing pages? Because we don't give them a choice. And people say to me, and the argument of the other side, by the way, those who tell you to drive to your website is, well, 
they'll stay on your site longer and they'll watch these videos that you just bought from us. I'm not downplaying videos. I've got videos on my site. You need to have them. But uh, they'll, they'll t their time on page will be higher. The bounce rate will go down. Um, you know, they'll, they'll get to know you better. Phooey. Crap. We never get them back. Once we lose them, we lose them forever. They, there's too much demand. Too much demand on um, disabled participants' annotation. There, I did it again. Nice. Uh, there is too much. Thank you, Maria. Um, that's my bride telling me that she just called his office. Cool. Okay, so there's too much demand out there for people to go to your site, leave, and come back. If they go to your site and they leave, they're not coming back, okay? If they, uh, if they, if they leave your site, odds of you getting them back are slim. You can retarget them. You can do all those other things. And that's what everybody else says. Well, if we drive them to the main site, we can retarget them. You can retarget them from a landing page too. You, what you want when you're doing marketing and advertising, your, your marketing and advertising is supposed to be designed to speak to a certain type of avatar, right? In marketing 101, and someday we'll teach this in the webinar about how to create your perfect avatar. Which means, fundamentally, you are going to repel everybody else who's not your avatar. And that's okay. So if the first bait, the, the impression or the ad that got them to the landing page was enough to catch a wide net of people. Great. They cast a wide net of people. The second page, the landing page that they come to is should be designed to only get the fish that you want. So you only land the ones that you want. Which means if I get 100 people coming there, I'm okay with 62 of them leaving if I get to keep 38 of them as compared to taking them to a website and 98 of them leave and I only get to keep two of them. I, I hope I've driven this point home. Choice is the death blow to your marketing, period. Now, we'll answer, I, I hope you've got good questions because a few questions come up for me as I say that out loud. I wanna make sure I don't mislead you. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So the single system that will revolutionize your marketing is use a landing page, not a website. Now, here's the question I'm going to get. I promise you I'm going to get, well, I'm going to answer it to you now. Um, here's the thing. If you, if you use landing pages, or when you use landing pages, hopefully after I've taught you this, you'll do it. It doesn't mean that you don't have a website. I showed you I have a website and I have landing pages. And we have like, I don't know, 30 of these things, these landing pages, maybe more. You have to have a website. You can't not have a website in today's day and age. Well, what's the difference? A website is for Google and Bing and Yahoo and social and, and well, maybe social, but it's for Google and Bing and Yahoo. It's for the World Wide Web to go out and recognize that you're there, put good quality content, convert, get long tail searches, you know, 
I was in an accident on the I-10. I broke my leg. I don't know who to call. Long tail searches. My wife just left, took the kids. Everything's out. The picture's hanging from the wall. That's all I've got left. Long tail searches, right? That's why content is king on the internet because those are great searches for you to get. Google my business. Super important, right? Google my business. Super important. Why is it super important? Well, let's, let's type it in, right? Family law. Uh, let's do it this way. Divorce attorney in Harrisburg, PA, right? There it is. Google my business. Super important. The landing pages won't show up here. Google won't recognize a landing page. We don't even want Google to recognize a landing page. We don't index landing pages. This is for your website. These, these uh, directories are for your website. Um, that, this, these ads, these are where the landing pages go, okay? That's the most important part of a landing page. The website is for Google. So again, use landing pages when you're driving an ad to, for a, a prospect to go somewhere. You still have to have your website for your online marketing Google strategy, not pay-per-click. I'll call it an organic strategy. All right, I'm sure I'm gonna create questions. All right, so I'm gonna try to make this super, super simple for you. All right, I'm gonna try to make this super, super simple for you. So I'm gonna, I'm going to, um, let's see. Let me just make sure I, Ah, there we go. Ah, nice, I did it. Okay, I'm going to turn off my phone so you can't hear it, and I got rid of that annotation, and now we're in good shape. So here's how we're gonna make it simple for you. I'm gonna give you a template. I'm gonna walk you through this. This is the blueprint, okay? This is the blueprint of what it is you need to know to build a landing page. Now you can see this is set up like a, um, a, a landscape version website. It's important that you think about it like this because it was on eight and a half by 11 paper turned the other way. People don't see their, their computer monitors like that. On their mobile phone they do, but this is for a desktop landscape flat screen monitor, okay, where still, in most cases, vast majority of traffic is coming from. You don't have to have it mobile ready, and that's a separate conversation. Um, but let's talk about this. Now, here is, here is my next step. So I'm going to go, what's going to happen is I'm going to list all of the steps here, but I'm going to talk about them in the previous page. So I went back and forth on the best way to do this for you. So I'm just going to talk about them here and then I'm gonna give them to you step by step. Here's what I suggest you do. Hit print screen on your computer right now, on your keyboard, you hit print screen, and then you can save that when you're done with this presentation, you can then save this image. If, if print screen is like above the technical knowledge and that's okay, and you're just not real understanding how to use print screen, uh, email me, richard at therichardjames.com, and I'll get you a copy of this, but also it'll be uh, in the replay for all of you folks who are here and who registered and couldn't make it, okay? So let me walk through this for you. So item number one says, no navigation to additional pages is possible. 
Choices are limited in control. So that's vital, all right? I don't want your Facebook page on a landing page. Uh, like, in other words, a link to it, or your Twitter, or your LinkedIn. None of that goes there, period, okay? Number two, your logo goes here in like a small area, okay? It's add credibility that you're a real company. It is not to be a headline, okay? It's not to be the highlight. You also should have your contact information down the bottom because it offers further credibility for you. So this is the layout I want you to use, okay? Your logo shouldn't be this huge thing that's up here. Vitally important you don't do that. So many people miss it. Three, put your phone number here. If you're a local law firm, you need to have a phone number. It's the number one way people are going to contact you. Uh, I would also like to add my live chat there. Um, and then if you answer the phone 24 hours a day because you have an answering service or something, I want to make sure I say that. I want to say things like call today, right? I want to give them a reason to call. But I'm going to have the, the phone number up the top right-hand corner. This is what we call above the fold, right? So when you're looking at this, this is above the fold. Some of this may very well start to fall below the fold, right? As we get into about here, when somebody's on their computer screen, they're likely only going to see up to about this third check mark across, maybe, maybe less. They have to scroll down to see more. Again, similar to this, right? You have to scroll down to see more. It's still a landing page, but above the fold, I want certain things seen, all right? Number four, you have to have a social handshake. This is a video that is just you greeting them. Video converts better. Um, now, if you don't like yourself on video, if you don't think you do a good job on video, you can have you know, animated videos done these days, whiteboard videos, lots of options, but I want a video. Now, it shouldn't autoplay. It should be there for people to learn more about you if they want to play it. Number five, your headline goes here, okay? And... This should be a headline, like in copywriting. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. But this is like, you know, um, they all thought I was crazy until I sat down to play. Um, that's, the he that's a headline. It's a famous headline about uh, a, somebody who thought, you know, their friend, his friends thought he couldn't play the piano. And then he sat down and he started playing the piano, right? And it's a, it's a headline to teach, to sell piano lessons. A headline here, right? Are you struggling with that? Are, do you feel like a, the weight of the world is on your shoulders? Has your spouse just walked out on you? Whatever. You, you get my point, right? Uh, is, is, is immigration knocking on your door? Um, so whatever your ad is, the headline is specific to whatever ad you created. The landing page headline is congruent with that ad. And we have copy that goes along with that. So good quality written copy by a copywriter that speaks to the headline. Number six, freemiums are premium. Whether you use a book or you use a um, free interview or a white paper or a special report or the seven things you must know, whatever it is, something of a free methodology that we're giving them something to take advantage of the law of attraction, the law of influence, okay? So it's called reciprocation. Um, is something we must have. So a contact methodology for somebody to be able to reach out and contact you inside of this freemium area. Number seven, we're going to have bullets with benefits, not features. Features are 
23 years of experience, great, excellent customer service. Benefits are save your car, save your house, save your 401k. Don't let him or her take everything from you. Avoid deportation. Don't go to jail, right? These are the feature statements as compared to, or pardon me, they are the benefit statements rather than the feature statements, okay? Features are 23 years of service, 159 years of combined uh, cumulative service because we've got five partners and they all have 30 years of experience, right? Come on. That's not a feature. People don't care about that. They care about what's in it for them. Uh, finally, number eight, testimonials. And preferably testimonials that look like either Google or Facebook, that they really look authentic. And I prefer um, you follow this formula. What was life like before you hired the Smith Law Firm? How was it like working with the Smith Law Firm? And what was it like now? I'm going to do a whole webinar on gathering testimonials alone and probably will do it for you someday. I would tell you that one thing I miss on most testimonials is people don't have the first last name in city and state because they think their clients won't do it or they're embarrassed to ask their clients for the fear that they'll say no. I will tell you a very high percentage of your clients will allow you to use your first name, last name, city and state or some variant thereof. And many people put like first name uh, because we're lawyers and we're um, your lawyer and you're protecting client privilege. If the client signs off on it and says that you can do it, use their first last name, city and state. It offers credibility. In today's day and age where, where testimonials are often spoofed, people's BS meter is really, really high. Okay. All right. That's the landing page. Hope you took a picture of it. And here are the seven things I talked about or the eight things I talked about. This is your blueprints. Okay, so that's a step-by-step. Step. You'll have it in the presentation. I've just gone through all of those. I call the last one social proof, um, and uh, that's vital. I think that's one of the most important. That's what your landing page should look like. That's what it should have. That's the fundamental formula on how to do it. Okay, I finished about 10 minutes early, and I bet you I've created some questions, and so I'm excited to... Um, I'm excited to answer for it. I see Charles is saying, you've heard this presentation like five times. Yeah, Charles, I know. But you're right. There's nuggets of information, right? Because there's always something we miss, the aha moment, which is why I try to make it a little different. I challenge you. Um, I, so I'm not, a, I'm not the plumber with leaky faucets, but we're right in the middle of a test. And I'm really not happy about this test right now. And we're changing it. But I, I dare you to go to therichardjames.com forward slash PPGP um, and, and see if you can identify, not now, but if you can identify uh, where we screwed up on that landing page. Uh, that's kind of what it looks like. Um, so if you, if you want, if you're new to my world and you want to ask questions um, and it's really specific to you and you want us to spend you know, some time with you, uh, we'll, we'll spend some time with you and really go through the roadmap with you and make sure that um, you get a real clear vision of how you can implement this into your practice. Um, but now I've got some time for an open Q&A. So um, please point the eight points on ramp again. Yes, sir. I absolutely will. There you go. Um, okay, so let's see. Questions. Who's got questions? Anybody have questions about 
choice or about website versus landing page or where there's an exception or how to get it done. I don't know. What, what questions would you have? Is a logo really important? Any logo idea? Uh, you know, I'll tell you this, um, Elsa. Um, yes, I do think a logo is really important. Um, yes, I do. Uh, I think that, I mean, have I split tested it? No, uh, because in law firms, I do believe a logo carries credibility. I just think it's somewhat expected. It's, it's also the same reason why um, in the law firm that I built, even though we were in Phoenix, where if you wear a closed-toed shoe, you're dressed up. Like I came from Scranton, Pennsylvania, where you wore a suit and a tie doing everything. I own funeral homes, right? So, I mean, I wore in a suit and a tie 24 hours a day, seven days a week, except when I went to sleep. And even then, Maria would tell you I laid down in a suit and tie. But um, when I built the law firm in Phoenix, it's casual wear everywhere. I insisted they wore suits because I expected that that's what a law firm should do. And it did make a difference. So I do think a logo is important. Um, do I have a, a good ideas for immigration law? My best suggestion to you is go to 99designs, um, have them uh, pay the 250 or $300, whatever it is. You'll get six, seven, eight, ten 10 designers to give you great ideas. And then you can send the, you can send the ideas out to your social peers and, and have them uh, vote on it for you. Um, and, and if you're in our world, you can put it on the dashboard and you can have them vote on it for you. Logo is very important. Branding ace. Yes. Thank you, Charles. Uh, so Google ad points to your landing page. I was getting ready to redo my campaign to ensure chapter seven search went to my chapter seven page. Yeah, you're welcome, Norman. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, just, just remember. So I don't want you to miss this. Okay. Chapter seven page. Okay. Here's something I really want you to look at. Look at this. So this says the richardjames.com. That's my website, right? And it's only the Richard James because some guy stole Richard James. The actual Richard James took it first. What could I do? Anyway, the richardjames.com forward slash books with this tracking information section 08, right? Which is a tracking thing for me. This is a subdirectory of my main site. A lot of web designers will tell you, oh, well, if you're going to have a page as a subdirectory, it still has to have all this navigation on it. So if you have a page as a subdirectory inside of your main site, it needs to make sure it doesn't offer that other navigation. You can change it so it doesn't offer it. That's a big miss with a lot of website designers that they just take your page, put it to a landing page, but they keep all this navigation. That's a death blow to a landing page. I probably gave you a little hint as to what my question was is what you can find out about our landing page, but um, uh, okay, yes, I agree. It is, it is a fantastic tool, Charles. Okay, so after they've signed up for the book white paper, is it a provide? Yes, sure. Um, I would say why, but yes, in, in your regular follow-up, Michael Huddle, um, after they've become a lead, so once you have them as a lead and they're in your system and now you've got them on a drip campaign um, or you're scheduling, in a, you're, on, you're on the phone with them, I, I wouldn't give them the main website when I'm scheduling an appointment because that's not part of the 11 steps of scheduling a call. Um, and, and I think you can go back to my February presentation to see that. But um, I would 
uh, I would be okay with putting the website in an email follow-up drip and things of that nature, sure, because now they're in my world and I've done the job. And now I actually do want them to be nurtured and learn more good things about me. But, but I, I would argue that I would do it very, very pointedly and my marketing would be planned out so that I sent it to them, not just haphazardly, but I wouldn't be afraid to give it to them if that was kind of the spirit of your question. Uh, you're welcome, Elsa. Uh, okay, let's see. Charles, thank you for being active. Um, how do we best drive traffic for a landing page? Okay, Randy, so Randy, let's ask you a question. Do you do any advertising or marketing right now at all? Yes, okay. Give me like what, give me an example of what you already do. Okay, great. So your question is, so it's not like, how do you drive traffic? You get how to drive traffic. Your question is how to drive more traffic to Google pay-per-click. Is that the question? Okay, so Randy, the answer is that wherever you advertise. So your question is, I think I understand the spirit of it. You know, you're like, okay, so how do I make sure it specifically goes to the, to the landing page instead of the website? The answer is wherever you are advertising right now, you just need to make sure that the URL you share with them in print advertising on the TV, on radio, direct mail, or the URL that they're going to be directed to when they click on the ad is actually the landing page, not the website. Does that make sense? So the answer is you're cool. You're just redirecting all of your current marketing traffic to your landing page. Now, you might have multiple landing pages. I think Charles said it here. For example, in my case, he owns Laputka Law but a landing page for direct mail campaign, which is a very, very astute answer. Listen, Charles is a captain in our world, very astute marketers, is really, uh, his practice is going like crazy, gangbusters. Um, he says he's got paforeclosure.com. So he's got a direct mail campaign for, only for a foreclosure direct mail list, even though his practice area, he has multiple practice areas that's practiced inside of his practice area. He's got a specific landing page just for foreclosure. So Charles chose to create a unique landing page for a unique marketing piece to a very specific potential prospect group of people going through foreclosure right now. He wouldn't drive people who are suffering from a lawsuit to paforeclosure.com, likely. He wouldn't drive uh, his general traffic from his general law firm to that site. He'd put it to Laputka Law. Um, so... And he probably wouldn't drive just general bankruptcy traffic there. Specifically, he's driving foreclosure traffic there. So he, get, he gets multiple URLs for um, multiple different types of campaigns. Very, very advanced strategy. Okay. Cool. Uh, Brandmentors.com. Is that like, a, is, that, is that somebody who does that for everybody? I'm guessing, David. Um, Dumbbell had an ad. Nickel ads with web address, takeout web, put in phone number, leads went up. Coincidence, put web back in. Had an ad in Nickel ads with web address, takeout web, put only phone number, leads went up. No, 
so no, uh, uh, l listen, marketing is not like uh, uh, baking, right? Uh, it's not like you have to put in exactly a tablespoon or teaspoon or whatever it is of baking soda or your, 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 your cookies are going to be flat. Um, marketing is a, um, uh, it's an art. It's like art and science combined done. So if you ran a test and in the test ad in your nickel ads, which I'm guessing like a penny saver weekly rag or whatever, if you ran a test and you put just the phone number and you got 10 leads and you put the phone number and the landing page and you got eight leads, well, solution had. Now, now, if you put the phone number and the website address and not the landing page address, I would argue you need to test it with a landing page because what I don't know is did we lose conversions on the website address and if we would have gotten the 38% as compared to the 2% would we have gotten 12 leads instead of 10 leads follow me got it cool okay I'm at two I'm happy to answer any other questions, but I want to respect everybody's time. It's summer. You might be wanting to get to a pool somewhere, end of day on East Coast. Um, I'm probably going to find a golf course, if I'm honest. Um, so, I, I'm, listen, I hope this helped. I, I know that for some of you, you heard this before. I hope you got a nugget. Swim meet at six. Got it, Charles. Um, look, my name is Richard James, and I'm super passionate about helping attorneys build better systems. Uh, I, I have a real hard time helping attorneys build systems if they don't have a machine that churns leads. Got to have leads. I talk about how to create more leads with the authorship, celebrity, and expert using a lead magnet. But if you're not using a landing page on every one of your marketing and advertising endeavors, you are shortchanging yourself. You are welcome, David. I'm glad you appreciate it. If you have any questions, you can certainly go to the richardjames.com forward slash PPGP. Schedule some time with us. Or you can email direct at richard at therichardjames.com. Looking forward to talking to you again in August. For those of you that in Partners Club, I will see you there just a couple weeks away. Super excited. Later, everybody. Make it a great day.